she says, says, what's the rush? And he says, oh, I do have a tent. And then she goes, is there room for two? Is there room for two? I died. Oh, my gosh. This has to be history. Hallmark history. Hi, thirsties. Welcome to the Thirsty for Hallmark podcast, where we come for the hunks, but we stay for the love. Today we're talking Chasing Waterfalls, which aired March 20th, 2021. Mary, how many cupcakes? I'm having a really hard time figuring that out. How, m- how many would you do? Three cupcakes. I, I'll do 2.5. Yeah, for kind of a middle-of-the-road Hallmark movie. Yeah. Not my favorite, guys. <laughs> Not my favorite. All right, so shall we do like a general synopsis a young hopeful photographer goes to redwood national i I don't know where they went well she's trying to find the redwood falls and she is doing a ton of nature photography she falls in love with a hunk and he takes her to all these secretive waterfalls the only thing he says is don't let anyone know the location and per hallmark Of course, in her article, she accidentally shares the location, but they make it all work. They fall in love and they kiss. So, yeah, that's the general plot line. (laughs) Her name is Amy Atwater. I think she just does photoshopping for like National Geographic type magazine, but she aspires to be a photographer. And this one photographer who's supposed to go do this job about waterfalls breaks her leg So she jumps in, she goes to her boss with a portfolio and says, I'm actually a photographer and I'm pretty good. So can I go? And the boss says, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. So she shows up at a beautiful lodge. She goes to what is supposed to be a very easily found waterfall and she gets lost and she gets lost like Three times. Hey, I identify with that. I get lost everywhere I go. You would think, even though it's a trail and there's only one way you can go, I still can get lost. Really? All right. Well, she finally finds the waterfall. She goes up to take some pictures. And hunk of this movie, Mark North, he comes up and she has like a sale tag still on her shirt. And he like makes this joke about like how you never trust anything on sale. And she doesn't realize it's on her shirt. They have like a funny, sassy banter. And then his daughter comes over and it's like, oh, my gosh, hi. And that's their meet cute. Mark is the tour guide for the lodge. She joins the tour and walks back to the lodge with them. On the way, she finds out that the daughter Kyra is really into photography. So she lets her use her very expensive camera. And Kyra, first picture is this amazing photo of a, of a hummingbird. Truly, like National Geographic worthy. They get back from their hike. Oh, he tells her she needs new hiking boots. So the, like the next scene, she's at the store getting hiking boots and he comes over to help her. And she essentially berates him into taking her on a private hike on his day off. That's also where we meet his ex-girlfriend, Tara, who I personally think is the best character of this movie. Tara's another tour guide, and you can see her kind of giving eyes at Mark and Mm -hmm. kind of touching his arm. 
She deserves love. So the next morning, Mark and Amy and Kyra go on this long hike to this other waterfall. But today, Kyra's not as bubbly as she'd been. And Mark explains to Amy that it's because she likes a boy and she doesn't think the boy likes her because she's not pretty enough. And they look at the waterfall and Amy gets the idea to talk about how she thinks the waterfall is like beautiful and proud, doesn't know that she's beautiful. And then you see Kyra's ears perk up like, oh, that's like me. I am beautiful. It was just like extra AF. The way they talked about waterfalls was like, I don't, I mean, like, I get that like water and nature definitely has like, I don't know if it's like a personality is the best way to describe it, but there are feelings and emotions when you see certain things. But the way they talked about all the waterfalls, it was like they were like their best friends and they really knew the emotional turmoil that this waterfall was going through. They get back to the lodge and, um, Kara, Kara. Kyra. 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 Kira? The daughter. (laughs) She is like, dad, dad, invite her to the social. So, of course, her hunky dad, Mark, invites Abby, Amy, to the social. Cut to, she walks in in this dress or whatever, and everyone's like, oh, my. Gosh, it's like a Cinderella moment. Cinderella moment. This dress was like the plainest red dress with a denim jacket over it. Her hair looked the same as it did on the hike. Yeah. She was wearing earrings, which You're is right about which that. Was different. <laughs> so, but you would have thought she came in a ball gown. Like the reactions people were, they were like, oh my gosh. You know what? That's a reaction I want when I walk into a room. Every time you see me, even if I look the exact same as when you saw me 10 minutes ago, I expect you to be like, oh, my gosh. She goes to the social. Her and Tara have a little bit of a standoff. And then she sees Kyra kind of looking forlorn. And she goes and talks to her. And Kyra points out the guy that she likes. Mind you, these children are 11. Amy gives Kyra all these tips for how she can land this boy. Whatever. Next day, they go on another hike, right? No. No. Um, she, <laughs> wow, this movie is so memorable. I think next, <laughs> next, they, no, they she... go to another hike because they go rappelling with Tara. Yes. To Falcon Falls. So the next day after she gave Kiara, Kira, Kyra, Kyra, I'm just going to call her the daughter from now. The next day after she gave the daughter some, I would say, pretty poor dating advice. As in like, oh, my gosh, he's not paying attention to you. He definitely likes you. Like, oh, he's over with this group of guy friends. Go over and bother them. Gosh. Anyway, um, <laughs> so they go to the Falcon Falls and notoriously you have to like rappel down the side of like a mountain cliff thing and before they go he asks her if she's scared of heights and she said yes but not if i'm attached to something yeah so then he gives her a rope and it's like sally forth tara comes she's for some reason they do all their tours together with four people and yet they're always booked out and nobody can get on the group tours like they should think about splitting those two up anyway she goes and she's like are you scared? And then she just like pops over the mountain, repels down. The daughter, same situation. And he's like, you've got it. So she's like, okay, I got it. And then she just 
jumps down and repels. Look, y'all, I went to summer camp. I had to repel. You've repelled? Yes. First of all, I don't like the tone of surprise. Well, I've never repelled. Let me tell you, I did not jump off the side like Superwoman, like, yeah. I made it down, but I would not say I was jumping off. And everyone's like, you're amazing. Mark's pretty impressed by that. The boss actually sent her on a mission to find these secret waterfalls called Redwood Falls. And people don't even know if it exists. It's not in any guidebooks. None of the locals in this area will tell anybody if it even exists, let alone where it is. But she's got a pretty strong hunch that Mark knows where they are. So she's constantly harassing him about it. He takes her to an art gallery to kind of show her like different photography. There aren't photos of Redwood Falls, but there are photos of Angel Falls. Amy's talking some trash about this photographer. Yeah, they both are. Sitting in this woman's gallery being like, she's not very good. And he was like, you're so much better. I was like, you haven't seen her photos. You saw him on the camera. Yeah, I guess so. So anyway, apparently if you go to Angel's Falls, you have to like take an oath. Like everybody that goes takes an oath that you'll never share the location. So she goes on a rowboat with him because, of course, in order to take this oath, you need to be in a rowboat. I don't, I don't really know why they did that, but I think he just wanted to go out with her, and he said, "I'll take you to Angel Falls if you'll go on this boat ride for the crescent moon." Yeah, so they do the oath, and she's like, I solemnly swear I will not give away the location. And then the next day, they are going to go on an overnight hiking, camping trip to find Angel Falls. But they do have separate tents, and while they're at the tents, Mark gives her a little box that's wrapped up. It looks like it's going to be jewelry, but it's this beautiful bronze compass. And then he says, it always points to me, North. Mark North. And Mary and I had to run to the bathroom and throw up. (laughs) Also, and we'll get to this when we get to like homemade and hostess, but Lord, the way they talk about bears. I like, I don't know. Anyway, so the next day they go to the Angel Falls. It's beautiful. They go swimming. Pantu, (laughs) his chiseled chest. He's shirtless. That shirtless scene makes this whole movie worthwhile. Yeah, that's why it's two and a half, <laughs> not like one and a half. But they, they swim in the pool right underneath the waterfall, and he kisses her on the cheek, and she pushes him away and, like, throws water on him. I'm like, girl, we are in the most romantic place ever. Also, isn't it weird that it took them a day to get to the falls, and then it only took them, like, a half day to get back? I guess it's, like, a weird loop. Maybe it's downhill. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, they get back and she goes and does all of the pictures and they have an open mic night. And Daddy is performing. He's playing guitar while Tara plays piano. And the he sings and he hero. sings this beautiful song directly to Amy mm-hmm. about how much he loves her. Yeah, and he also talks about how amazing her article is going to be. And she had just submitted her article and didn't put locations. So then cut to, you see the boss and like her two co-workers. And they're arguing about putting the location in or not. And the boss says, okay, we don't need to do the location. Amy didn't give them the location, but her photo was geotagged. I think she thought that the geotag was off, but it was on. But the boss says, okay, we won't reveal the location. That'll make this article even more exclusive. 
She wakes up the next morning. She sees the article, but she kind of just skims it because she's like, oh, wow, like my photos look great. I'm going to go find the hunk before I have to leave because she leaves that day. She is pleased as punch. She comes into the lobby. Everybody there is giving her the stink eye. Tara is about to go fight. (laughs) Yeah, Tara's ready to throw down. And she sees Mark and Mark runs away because she literally in there has the longitude and the latitude. So the daughter overhears her fighting with her boss about like, how could you do that? And they're like, we're so sorry. It was a mistake. I don't believe it. They did say they were like, we really didn't like blame it on us. We really didn't mean to do this. So the daughter talks to her right before she leaves. And she's like, I heard you. Plus, I believe you. Like, I genuinely don't think you would do this. So she's about to leave. And then she looks at the compass and she's like, I want one more hike. And she changes her shoes and heads out. Marco's looking for her. And Kyra tells him that, like, she overheard him on the phone. She didn't do it on purpose. It wasn't her fault. So Mark sees her car and he sees her regular shoes. So he knows that she went looking for Redwood Falls. So he hits out on the trail, too. So she's hiking and hiking. She comes across this marker that he had told her about where Redwood Falls was. He said, if you find this twisted rock, then you go 212 degrees and then it's not far. And she finds the waterfalls. And they are pretty spectacular. Yeah. Do you think they're real? I guess we'll never know. Was that CGI? It was like waterfalls all around you. Yeah. And then there's just like one really, really large waterfall. And then Mark finds a map that she drops, just like Cinderella dropped her shoes. And he keeps following her and he finds her at Redwood Falls. He's like, I trust you. I believe you. I love you. By the way, we forgot to mention this, but she was talking to her coworker about them going camping together. And she was like, I'm head over heels in love with him. I was like, girl, you have known him for like T minus two days. Anyway, he is that hot. He is that hot. She did say that. We told y'all she would have to explain how hot he was. And we were right. It was (laughs) definitely a plot point. Yeah. And then he, she said, you never told me your favorite view. And he went, being here, Hugh. And then they make out. And we never find out about the, the location, if it was actually geotagged, if they just, like, added a location. Like, the tourists were coming, and he's so upset about it. All of it goes away. And they just make out by the waterfalls. And that is... Chasing Chasing waterfalls, waterfalls. (laughs) please stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. So Mary, who are these people? Our leading lady is Cindy Busby, Canadian actress who um, Mary had quite a lot to say about. I don't. uh, For weeks before this movie premiered. Look, guys, she is in my least favorite Hallmark movie. Unleashing Mr. Darcy. I don't think I emotionally will ever get over that she was in that movie. Because I just, like, can't get behind any of her movies. <laughs> She's best known from a Canadian TV show called Heartland. Do you know that show? Isn't that about horses? Like a farm? It's a horse farm, yeah. She's also in um, one of the Godwink movies. She's in both Unleashing Mr. Darcy and Marrying Mr. Darcy. She had a part on When Calls the Heart. Yes. Trying not to say anything negative. She was Paul Green, Dr. Shepard's sister. uh, No, sister-in-law. And she was just out to get him. 
I feel like in a Paul lot Green. of her. That's my number one hunk. Yeah, I know. I feel like in a lot of her like movies and stuff, she's like very. Ag- they always make her play characters that are very aggressive. Like she was ready to kill Dr. Shepard's career. <laughs> like she was coming after him. And in Unleashing Mr. Darcy, it's the same situation. She's just coming after Mr. Darcy. It's like, girl, stop talking. She has no chill. No chill. And she has this very animated voice. Everything she says is like, oh, wow. That was grating on both of us. Yeah. Very pretty blonde. She looks just like Brittany from Glee. She does. And I thought that's who she was for a while. I liked her better in this movie than other movies. I thought she was good in the dramatic moments. Like when she was Mm -hmm. screaming at her boss. Mm-hmm. That was her best work in this movie. Yeah. I also kind of enjoyed, like, she had a nice sarcastic, sarcastic banter. I just, this movie, and I don't know if you can tell this from how we, like, were trying to describe it. It didn't, like, the plot line was just pretty, it was a little weird. I just couldn't get behind this plot. <laughs> yeah, it was a tough one. Christopher Russell, as I said before, is smoking hot. I mean, Disney princes wish they look like him. Yeah. He's got the most chiseled face. He's tall. He's got sculpted bodies, just like everything. Long hair. Shockingly, he hasn't been in that many Hallmark movies. I listened to his interview on Deck the Hallmark, and his first Hallmark movie was this movie, I forget what it's called, but it's it's a reverse Cinderella. So he's like the male Cinderella. I to- I totally, wait. Maybe it wasn't his first movie, but it was, I think it, maybe it was his first leading role. I, I think I know what this one is. Um, it sounds it's, amazing. Something, it's something Masquerade. Midnight, I think it's Midnight Masquerade. Yeah. I've definitely seen it. And it's got Autumn Reeser. Autumn Reeser, yes, he yeah. said that. I forgot. And he helps her put on her shoe by like using his tie. And that's how, like, she knows that he was a prince in the masquerade because, like, he's working for a company that her family owns or something to that extent. Yeah. And then, like, this guy that wants a promotion is like, oh, I was the guy at midnight. And then she's like, help me get my shoe on. And he's like, oh, that's so gross. And then the, his character uses his tie. His grandfather or his father used to, like, own a shoe store. It's a pretty good movie. <laughs> oh, I want to see that. He's... <laughs> He's done a lot of Lifetime movies, too. He was in this good one called Christmas Unleashed with Vanessa Lachey, Nay mm-hmm. Manilo, about dogs. I can't remember this whole story, but it was good. And then Christmas Every Day, wasn't that what it was called? It's another Lifetime Forever movie. Forever Christmas. Oh, it's another Lifetime movie where he, like, decorates his house, like, Christmas every day. Like, it's constant. Yeah, constant. We watched that together. It was bad. But it did star Emily Kometko from Make It or Break It, which yes. kind of... Made it a little Rescued better. It. <laughs> yeah, so that's our leading lady in our hunk. Uh, it's time to announce who wins the Oscar. Who do you give it to, Mary? Mm, I, I wanted to go to her work best friend. Oh, the work best friend. Yes. I feel like those conversations she had with the friend and the friend when she was confronting the boss about putting the location in. Very believable. Also, she's so funny. I feel like that would be, if we were to actually have characters with lines, that would be us in a movie. Because, like, maybe we wouldn't be the leading people. But we'd be like, ooh, you're going on an overnight hike? You're in love with him? Like, (laughs) 
Whenever there's a work best friend and they call in from home and then the person mentions that there's a man, any man, they'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah there's a man staying at this hotel. They'll be like, oh, there's a man. Oh, yeah. I can I can feel the sparks from here. <laughs> yeah, but she sold it. <laughs> she was very good. She was pretty, too. I could see her headlining a Hallmark movie. I hope she, I hope she gets one. Uh, I was kind of split between um, Tara and the boss. I like both mm. of those characters a lot. But I think I agree with you about the work best friend. Yeah. Jill, maybe. Mm, I can't remember what her name is. Tara is actually the chief of police in the Aurora Tea Garden movie series. I could see that. And she hates Aurora Tea Garden. <laughs> so I always see her and in, like, in movies and she's always, whenever she's nice, it's kind of weird because in Aurora Tea Garden, she always asks exasperated and annoyed. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're smiling. Okay. <laughs> The character's name was Penny, the work best friend. Penny. Penny. It's like hairspray. Yeah, she's gorgeous. Sherilyn Allen, yes. Now it's our favorite part of the podcast where we discuss things that we really liked in this movie, like a homemade cupcake and things that we could have done without, like a hostess cupcake. Can I start with the meet cute? It was cute that they met on this trail, but it was like he was shaming her for buying something on sale and like teasing her about buying something on sale. That's not embarrassing. Everybody buys things on sale and it's actually a good thing. Yeah, it's a good economic practice. (laughs) Also, okay, so a homemade for me was the scenery. Mm. I mean, it was beautiful. I don't know where they filmed it, but I'm ready to move. I live in a concrete jungle. Yeah, get out of get out of this concrete jungle, asphalt jungle of Aspen. Do we have waterfalls here? I don't think I've seen one. I think I have on like a hike. Last summer we went to Uray, and in Uray, which is like kind of southern Colorado, you can see a waterfall from the downtown. Yeah, we definitely Beautiful. don't have anything like that. Okay, my homemade. The sure very looks. end, after they talk and they make up, he takes out his walkie-talkie. And radios for a helicopter to come get them because they don't have time to hike back before dark. She says, says, what's the rush? And he says, oh, I do have a tent. And then she goes, is there room for two? Is there room for two? I died. Oh, my gosh. This has to be history. Hallmark history. (laughs) There's never been any mention of anything sexual in a Hallmark movie, to my knowledge. emotionally was not prepared. I'm emotionally not strong enough, guys. We both died. I think we collectively fell off the couch. And right after that, they start making out. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, not not just like a kiss. Like a to make end out. The movie. Yeah. I mean, how did that get past the homework censors? I don't know. I haven't seen the Facebook groups light up about this. I might have to make a post to take the temperature about how everybody feels about this. I don't know if I'm ready. I kind of like that they don't have sex. I will say Hallmark lives in like a weird snow globe. It's like an alternate reality. We always say that, especially about Christmas movies. But it's like everything is just picture perfect. And there might be a conflict, but they solve it quickly. So if they do start getting more raunchy, it's definitely going to go away from the formula. Are we going to have to switch to up TV? Maybe. I think here's the thing about Hallmark. Falling in love with someone madly in love, though it happens... It's not a common occurrence within a three-day span. It's like with Lifetime, when we watched the Lifetime Christmas movies, it was weird because they tried to, like, do normal things, right? They weren't, like, always getting hot chocolate, like in Hallmark they do. And they, like, weren't going to the town square singing. Like, it was, like, 
she had a normal job and he had a normal job and they were like normal people. But they had like this weird, quick Hallmarkian romance. I just feel like it's a weird thing to like merge those two. I think part of the reason Hallmark works is because it is in that little snow globe. Okay, a hostess for me is Angel Falls. They mentioned that the tourists were already coming in droves now that they had the coordinates. Mark was worried that they were going to leave trash all the way from the lodge to the falls. But we were hoping that maybe the coordinates were wrong because mm-hmm. she was pretty sure that she didn't leave the geotagging on. So maybe the photo had different coordinates. That was never resolved. So do we just have to assume that Angel Falls is getting destroyed? Yeah, I, th- I really hated that. I hated that they added in the actual location. I was hoping that after they kissed and they pan away from the f- waterfalls, they would pan over to a group of tourists who are lost <laughs> looking for these coordinates. And they're like, it though? should be right here. Where's Angel <laughs> Falls? But no, I was so hoping that would happen. It, it was resolved. I think this conflict in particular was resolved too quickly. He acted like it wasn't a big deal anymore. Something that happens in all of these outdoorsy Hallmark movies is that the person has to get new shoes and they need to stop. They need to stop. <laughs> In their defense, when I moved to Aspen, I did not have the right shoes. And it took me a while to get them. But it's so played out by this point. I can't deal with it. I can't. I don't want another hiking boot try-on montage. She's trying on these shoes. I thought she was in a shoe store. But then they pan back and it was actually the lobby of the lodge. And he goes over and he's like, oh my god, that shoe? That shoe looks good, but it's not a good shoe. I'm like, why do you sell it? This is your place of work. And there were only like seven or eight pairs of shoes that they had to sell. So you would think that they would all be pretty good. Yeah. It's a small thing, but it, it bugged me. A homemade or and a hostess kind of both for me was the bears. They just talked about bears so much. <laughs> we saw a bear. They were constantly worried about bears. And you know what? It's funny. Like people think we joke about this stuff, but like, When you're walking at night, you do have to like clap or jingle your keys or something because if bears hear you, they will go away. So that's like something at least I do when I'm like walking home or something. I'm like, especially like our work campus is like (laughs) just bear infested. So I feel like I'm constantly when I'm like leaving the office, I'm like, jingle, 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 leaving the office, I do do that. (laughs) So I loved that they were hiking. the, The girl was just like. They're like, why is she clapping? And he's like, oh, for the bears. I was like, and then they see a bear. I thought the bear is beautiful. They saw. Mm-hmm. They picked up their backpacks and started shaking them and screaming them above their heads, like getting really big. And I always thought you're not supposed to do that for a bear. I thought you're supposed to. You are supposed to make noise, but you're supposed to back away slowly. And I looked it up, and that's correct. The only time you're supposed to get big and try to intimidate the bear is if the bear is chasing you. Oh, interesting. If you see a bear, you should back away slowly. I had a roommate that got chased by a bear, like on her bike. And she like outbiked the bear. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, fast too. Yeah. And what my hostess on that was that he was joking with her and he was like, well, if you go to the bathroom and you see a bear, run fast. And I'm like, no, because when you run away, that's like the worst thing you can do. Yeah. And then the millions of people watching this movie are going to do that too. Don't. Do that. (laughs) Back away slowly. Although when I almost walked into a bear, I did turn around and run. 
Did you really? Yeah. But I think the bear turned around and ran too. They don't like humans. We see a lot of bears like downtown, especially in the alleys because they know that's where the dumpsters are. So I like constantly am just like humming or singing. One time I saw a bear and I was just like, "Ah," I just froze. (laughs) (laughs) And he just like sauntered on. It was like I didn't even matter to them. (laughs) When I saw that bear, I had just come out of the movies. It was downtown. I saw Call Me By Your Name. You know, it was a very emotional movie. I'm like, tears in my eyes, walking down the street alone. I was not in the right headspace to see a bear. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Homemade for Me. They had all these fun one-liners. Yes. These words of wisdom. I wrote some of them down. I don't remember what this was about, but he said, it's the singer, not the song. Oh, it was about the camera. Mm-hmm. Because the girl was lamenting that she only had a phone. She didn't have a real expensive camera. And Amy goes, well, you know, it's the singer, not the song. Although I don't think that's right. I think the song is more important than the singer. For a photographer? No, for a singer. (laughs) For for, for talking hits, billboard charts. Yeah, but if, well, now with auto-tune maybe, but back in the day, it was definitely the singer and not the song. When she said that, I was like, "Mm, maybe you should ask Deborah Cox about that. She has like an amazing voice, but really struggled to make a name for herself. Oh, when Amy's talking on the phone with Penny about the guy mm-hmm. and she goes, the idea of meeting the right guy seems more elusive than finding Redwood Falls. And Penny is like, what the hell does that mean? What's Redwood Falls? <laughs> but preach, sister. <laughs> but yes, Amy, you're right. <laughs> finding the right man is more elusive than falls that don't exist. Yes. <laughs> Especially in Aspen. Um, oh, I got one more. It's easy to get lost, but if you let yourself be free, it's even easier to be found. What does that mean? I think he's talking about hiking. So he's saying, like, you might get lost on the trail, but you're going to find your inner peace mm. and your inner identity. Do you want some water? Oh, do I sound weird? No, you're just empty. Don't go chasing a hostess for me was that TLC's Chasing Waterfalls was not in this movie. (laughs) Yeah, it was in the commercial, but not the movie. Can you imagine if that was played in the background when they started making out? (laughs) That would have been perfect. (laughs) To jump on that, the commercial made it seem like she was a waterfall chaser on the hunt for this like final waterfall. But no, she she didn't like nature to begin with. She just got sent to do this waterfall job. Yeah, I think that's it for me. Oh, I have a hostess. Oh, Lord. Their constant talk about personalities of the waterfalls. Mm. Oh, my God. Or personalities in general. When Amy gives her portfolio to her boss, all of her pictures are of people. And the boss goes, well, taking pictures of scenery is much different than taking pictures of people. And she goes, things in nature have personality, too. And they just kept talking about every waterfall's personality. And it was driving me crazy. That didn't bother you? It did bother me. It did. I didn't like when she continually was like trying to give advice to the daughter and like would compare it to nature or like give her horrible advice. And you're just sitting there like, oh, gosh, Amy. (laughs) Why was she working so hard to help this 11 year old land a man? Why did that have to be the secondary romance? 11 year olds? I feel like I was trying to show that she was bonding with the daughter, but it was weird. And it was annoying. Oh, gosh. I I can't get down with it. I just can't imagine a world where 
adults are giving 11-year-olds dating advice. And it was such bad advice. The advice you should have given when they were at the open mic, Cairo was standing by the food, which is what you should do if you're trying to get a man. Stand by the food, stand by the bar alone. And then you wait for the guy to get away from his friends, go to get some food, and that's when you guys talk. You don't interrupt this conversation with his friends. How awkward is that? Like, what if he's not into you? You've embarrassed yourself not just in front of him, but in front of all of his friends. You're a laughingstock. You never approach a group. Oh, my gosh. And that's free dating advice from Charlie Fields. (laughs) It works. I've only been single for 10 years. (laughs) One more time. Final homemade. The bod. Christopher Russell. Oh, my God. It was only 10 seconds. Eight Mm -hmm. seconds. It was not long enough. But I was writing something down. I looked up. I saw the bod and I screamed. Charlie is constantly looking down or not looking. And I'm like, Charlie, look, (laughs) we have to rewind and watch it again. This is the one instance I was not upset about that. (laughs) Other times, guys, I'm about to kill this man. (laughs) I was taking notes. I was researching about bears. (laughs) You're right. I need to wait to the commercial to do these things. That's all for Home Meter Hostess. Now it's where we talk about who we would play if we were cast in this movie. I had picked out two roles for myself. And actually, Mary, you picked out two roles too. I did, yeah. So the very first scene, homegirl is walking around Seattle taking pictures on the street. And she sees a florist who's arranging dogs with, (laughs) who's arranging flowers with a dog in his arm and a fedora. And she snaps all these pictures of him without asking. And he catches her and she's like, oh, sorry. And he's like, oh, it's okay. You can take pictures of me. So she takes these great pictures of him. But then she comes back and gives him a picture. And Mary was like, I don't know if you can still be this guy. Yeah, two scenes, too much. So then I picked a second part. When she was trying on these shoes, Homeboy was helping her and picking out the shoes for her. But there was a clerk named Bobby who had a faintly British accent who had to like actually get the shoes mm-hmm. and ring her up. That's me. As you know, I like to be the voice for the voiceless. So um, I'm the artist that they were shit talking the whole time in the gallery because I think she deserves a voice. Okay, so that was me. I was also there's a scene where she, the, the daughter goes up to like talk to the <laughs> the guy that she likes, and he's sitting by a friend, <laughs> and then she comes over and he like pushes his friend off the couch so that she can sit beside him, and I was that friend. <laughs> it's a real one. Now we have some um, audience interaction things. Mm. A few weeks ago, our very good friends, Chris and Marin got engaged. <laughs> and they listened to the podcast, so it's extra special for us. And what's special about them is they really met in a Hallmark way, which is at work. <laughs> in the asphalt jungle of Aspen, Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> so many homework movies they meet at work and that was their story and now they don't live here anymore but they're engaged and they're getting married yay congratulations congratulations chris and martin my friend betsy sent me a message today saying that this podcast is the perfect escapism but one last thing there's another hallmark podcast i want to give a shout out to it's called hallmark heartbeats and last week they interviewed the actress who played julia in fit for a prince 
Right. Kind yes. of like the evil conniving stepsister who becomes good. Mm-hmm. And she was really cool. I followed her on Instagram and she does um, not tarot card readings, but she does some other kind of alternative like healing modality. It was really interesting to hear from a supporting actor on Hallmark. So you always hear from the stars and they all lead these charm lives because they're so beautiful. But she's very beautiful too. So it's great to hear like her journey of getting out to Hallmark. And she says she's going to be in another Hallmark movie. And just want to give a quick hi to Camille. Camille started her podcast in 2021 also. So we feel a little kinship with her. Yes. Hi. Mary, this movie didn't have a one year later. I think it needed it. A hundred percent. There were a lot of loose ends. I would have liked this movie a lot more. So if I was to do a one year later. Which you are. Gosh, I have to fix so many things. We would find out that the location was wrong. And that all these tours have been going and it was the wrong place. And then the magazine fires Ben. They like do like a whole article and they're like, this is the wrong location. We apologize. The geotag was incorrect. Please do not go here. Several people have been getting lost. And Angel Falls is saved. I think that she decides to stay out there and she does contract work for the magazine. But mostly she does her own studio. And she becomes really famous as a waterfall photographer. I was just going to say that we left out the part where she told Homeboy that she actually dreams of being like an art photographer, not a magazine photographer. Mm -hmm. And he tells her that there's an empty gallery space for rent in town. And she says, I know I've been thinking about it. So it's not far-fetched. Yes, yes. So she follows her dream. And Mark and her go back on a hike. They go to Redwood Falls. They go in and they swim and they get out of the water and he has the same packaging that he gave her the compass in. And he's like, I think you need this. You become such a great hiker. And she thinks, of course, it's like, oh, it's a chain for my compass or something, you know. And she goes to open it up and he goes behind her and she opens it and she sees a ring and she turns around and he's on one knee and he goes i would love to just chase waterfalls with you forever oh i like that <laughs> mary do you want to tell everybody about our trip yes we've decided after winter and veil vale that we are going to make a pilgrimage but we're not only going to go to the Chocolatier Hotel in Vail. That chocolate from the movie is really made at this hotel called the Sebastian. Yes. So if you're in Vail, little known town. But <laughs> if you've ever go there, you should hit it up. So we're going to go there. And then we're going to go on the great Hallmark pilgrimage. Because, guys, I don't know if you know this, but today's movie was brought to you by the one and only Jersey, Jersey Mike. Mike's. <laughs> And neither Charlie and I have gone to Jersey Mike's. The closest <laughs> Jersey Mike's to us is Denver, which is just like a short four hour drive. <laughs> just a short jaunt. So we've decided it's time. We must pay homage we <laughs> to, have Jersey to, go to Jersey Mike's. Mike's. <laughs> they are the, the backbone of Hallmark. Yeah. So if you're there would hungry, be no thirsty for Hallmark without. People yeah. being hungry for Jersey Mike's. If you're hungry and you're wondering, what should I eat? And you don't live in a town like we do, so you actually have normal restaurants. Hit up Jersey Mike's, guys. But let us know how it is, because we don't know. But we're excited to find out. <laughs> Next week, we're going to be reviewing Don't Go Breaking My Heart, starring Ryan Pavey and Italia Ricci. Ryan Pavey is another one 
so hunky. Oh my gosh. He was also in Unleashing Mr. Darcy. Yeah, he's Mr. Darcy. <laughs> so I have mixed emotions about that man. I'm excited about this movie. It's about a woman who makes a boot camp in the wilderness for people who've just been dumped so they can quickly get over their exes. And he plays a journalist who goes to write a story about it. And I think they're going to fall in love. Supposed to be the most romantic movie of the season, according to Hallmark. Mm. We'll see. Well, that's all for us. Remember, everybody, stay Stay thirsty. Still listening? You must be pretty thirsty. I have one more thing I want to say about this movie. Their names. She is Amy Atwater. Amy Atwater. And he's Mark North. And it's like, does she really, do they really need that? Like, Also, Tara is a, like Earth. Tara. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about Tara. How much? She deserved better, guys. We, we were saying we need a sequel to this movie. I want it to be Chasing Waterfalls 2. Justice for Tara. Because <laughs> she was wrong. She was a cool chick. She was. She deserved better. But come on, Amy Atwater, ugh, Mark North. They just named them that so they could make that compass joke, which I liked, but... It ugh. was a little much. Yeah. I didn't even put together aiming at water. Ugh. I get it. Aim at water. Oh my like God. Like she's a photographer. She is Aiming her camera at water. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely not as bad as Cindy Cordella. (laughs) Hallmark, the names right now. Just keep doing it. (laughs) I think that's so funny. Okay. Everybody should be named what they do for a job. That'll be Charlie Accountant. All right, thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.